In today's show, it's the first of our Monday Movers series. What's that? Well, we're just tracking where players' ranks are going. What ADP changes are happening across the last seven days. So, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. So, this show, which is Market Movers. Uh, last week, I called it Market Watch Monday. No, sorry, Monday Movers. Market Watch Monday. Just changing the name a little bit here. Just, I don't know. See what happens. It's only going to be a short show, I'm guessing. And basically, what we're tracking is any movement in ranks, any movement in ADPs across the last week. Fantrax, Yahoo, ESPN. And also, I'm going to tell you the changes that I have made over on Basketball Monster, the changes in rankings there over the last week. So that is what we're going to be tracking every Monday. This show is going to come out, and that's what we're going to cover. It might be 15 minutes. It might be 20 minutes. Just a quick overview. Hey, what's actually going on in the fantasy landscape? Which way are guys trending? And a lot of the time, it'll be three spots, two spots, four spots. But the direction is probably more important than the magnitude in a lot of these cases. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) As I forget to push the transition, and you get to see the stupid laugh. That's fine. Um... Actually, that, that does... Um, no, warning, sorry, false started. Quick thing, the LOFB or the FBI LOFB Fantasy Basketball World Cup, I have filled all 288 spots that I have to give away. There are 288 more spots that the guys over at FBI Basketball, B-Dub, Matt, and Adam Kingy, they'll be giving away over there as well. So if you do want in to get into the World Cup, go to fbibasketball.com. You join their Discord, and all the information will be over there as well. So I have got 288 people that have received emails from me saying that they are in. If you haven't received that email, then I'm sorry you didn't make it in. There was just an overwhelming amount of uh, applications. In a few weeks, though, I will be announcing um, the return of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, which we ran last season. Slightly different format this year, but won't be that different. And that is going to be another uh, large field competition that we're going to be running. So, Fantasy Basketball World Cup, 288 entries are done. And you're going to go and get the other 288 spots there over at fbibasketball.com. Now, that brings us to talk about what has happened in the world of fantasy ranks over the last seven days. So, when we look at my Basketball Monster ranks, I made a change in the last four to five days of a lot of things. Because... What I was noticing with the ranks is with yeah, some some more um, players injured over the course of seasons is that sometimes when we look at preseason ranks, it's impossible for me to go in there and project that a player is going to play 20 games or play 30 games, right? That is impossible for me to project. 
and we go in and we try and balance all of the numbers and all of the minutes so that the total number of minutes played for a team is either at 100% of the minutes of a, of a regular season, which is what, like 48 minutes per game, five players on court times 82 regular season games. So we go for either 100% all the way up to about 104% of that number, accounting for overtime games and a few little injuries in there. And we already have games played projections baked in. But I'm never going to project someone to play 40 games. And that is going to happen. It happened to Ingram and Zion and um, yeah, Ben Simmons. And I'm sure there's another million names that I'm forgetting. Or LaMelo Ball or Carl Anthony Towns. And then that means that the other guys on those teams, the guys who are you know, fourth in the rotation, fifth, sixth, seventh, they all need to play four to five extra minutes. So last season, I would have come in and projected Carl, uh, Kyle Anderson at like 23 minutes a night, which was true for most of the season. But Towns missed 50 games, so he ended up playing 28 minutes. And then that makes his off-season projection look really wonky. And guys like him who start to fill in no matter who gets injured ahead of him, they probably should be projected a little bit higher. So again, this is a roundabout way of me saying over on Barcelona one star, I've upped the percentage. Again, before I was looking at minutes either 100 to 105%, and now we're going 105 to 110% to enable those guys who are 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th in minutes played, down to 10th in minutes played, give them a couple of extra minutes with the understanding that there's probably going to be someone in the top three or four players on a team who plays significantly fewer than the games that I've projected. I might have projected them for 70, because again, it's hard to go lower, but maybe they play 60, and those minutes are going to go somewhere. So... That is a large caveat to tell you that I've done all of this over the last four to five days and made some adjustments to other projections. So you're going to see some large ranking changes in players on my basketball monster rank. Now, I didn't want to do the guys who are ranked 400 or 300. These are all guys who are top 200, top 220 type players in terms of what has changed for them. And you'll see a lot of them are guys just uh, that aren't the number one or number two player necessarily the guys that I've jumped up just to give you a couple of extra minutes and perhaps some extra usage when one of the top two or three usage players goes down, somebody else has to get more touches. I hope all that made sense. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see the names. The first name there, and there's two columns there, by the way. The first one is just a standard rank that I use. I always use eight category rank with some weightings. The last one is a minus one ranking, taking away a player's worst category, which I think, again, is way more important in head-to-head -head leagues. So TJ McConnell jumped up 31 spots in my regular ranks and 30 spots in my minus one ranks. Probably not going to impact too many guys, but you know, he was a guy that might not play every night, but if Nempard or Heald or Matherin or Halliburton get injured, well, he is going to play and that's going to bump his production up. So you've got lots of opportunities for him to get those extra minutes. Gary Trent, I bumped up 29 spots. And again, I don't actually bump them up ranking numbers. I change their projections. He went up 29 spots in the rankings, 32 spots in the minus one rankings. I don't know whether he's going to start or whether Schroeder is going to start, but somebody is going to get hurt out of Barnes or Siakam or Ananobi or Schroeder at some point, and maybe even Pirtle. And I would imagine that whichever one of those guys gets hurt, and if they miss a ton of time, it's going to be Trent who benefits almost immediately. So he jumped up almost 30 spots. Chris Dunn went up 25 spots in both minus one and regular rank. I'm not sure that he plays every night, but he could. Their starting point guard, is it going to be Clarkson? I don't think so. Is it going to be Sexton? I, I do think so. Could it be Horton Tucker? Could it be Keontae George? Could it be Chris Dunn? I don't know. But I gave him some extra minutes. Buddy Heald went up 22 spots, 21 in the minus one ranks. Again, I had dropped him down because I think Matherin and Bruce Brown are going to start. But basing on the same logic as above, if anyone gets hurt, he'll just push us back to 31 minutes. So I haven't given him necessarily 31, but he got a little bit of a boost. Westbrook went up um, 17 spots. Price of the brick going up. And 22 spots in minus one ranks. 
And Kyle Anderson, the, the aforementioned Kyle Anderson, he went up 17 spots in my regular ranks and in my minus one ranks as well. Again, accounting for if Gobert gets hurt or if Towns gets hurt or if McDaniels gets hurt, he's probably first in line to get the few extra minutes there and that bumped him up overall in those rankings. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can bet $5 and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers, all customers, not new customers, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be betting on everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, futures, whatever it is you're looking for, you can bet all of that over on FanDuel. So if I have a look who are my Miami Dolphins playing week one? I know that USC, the Trojans, we had a big win yesterday. Big win over, uh, of course, over San Jose State. But have a look. What are the Dolphins? How are we looking for week one in the NFL? Who do we even play in week one? Oh, the Char- oh we got the Chargers. That's right. It's my team versus my son's team. We've got the late game there, and the Chargers are two and a half point favorites. So maybe I maybe I get in there and have a look to see if the Dolphins can get that, get that going. And when you do it, go to fanduel.com slash locked on. And kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay. Let's look at a bunch of guys that I dropped in my rankings. Again, that well, sorry. Uh, you know what I'm saying. But I, I want to really make clear. I'm not dropping guys in rankings. I'm adjusting projections. Brandon Miller went down 40 spots and 46 in my one, minus one ranks. Why? Very, very simply. PJ Washington re-signed. And already knowing that Steve Clifford does not like playing rookies big minutes, especially early on. And PJ is probably, I would think that they would look to start PJ Washington and Miles Bridges when he's back from a 10-game suspension or Gordon Haywood's in that mix. Regardless, there's at least sort of 27 minutes in the forward rotation that PJ is going to take. Now, he probably takes the 13 or so minutes that JT Thor was going to take beforehand. But those other minutes need to come from somewhere. And unfortunately... I think it's going to come from Brandon Miller. Now, I've seen a lot of people push back against that. Well, no, he'll just get his minutes easily. Or they'll play him at shooting guard and they'll piss off Rogier. They just will not do that. I am really, really confident in saying that Steve Clifford is not going to bench Terry Rogier to play Brandon Miller, who's not even that good, in my opinion, out of position at shooting guard, which, again, I think is clearly out of position. I, I Maybe I'm just reading this wrong, but I know what Clifford has done in the past. I know what I see from Brandon Miller. And I also just don't think that he's good enough to just bench all these guys. To do it. So he's dropped way down to me. 40 spots and 46 in minus one. The first three names on this list are all Hornets. Gordon Hayward went down 38 spots and 39 in minus one. And Cody Martin went down 21 and 18. Cody Martin was probably looking at 23, 24 minutes a night off the bench. Maybe that drops down now because of the addition to the rotation of PJ Washington. And Gordon Hayward as well probably would have been in line to get decent minutes because you were running Hayward, Miller, and uh, Bridges as your three forwards and JT Thor as the fourth. While replacing JT Thor with PJ Washington changes so much around. And people say, well, maybe PJ just plays a ton of center now. And I don't think they will. PJ barely played center all last season. He is only 6'8", and sometimes he has some success at center. But Mark Williams is going to get his minutes. And I think Nick Richards will get plenty as the backup. And PJ might play some there, but I don't think it's going to be the overwhelming amount of minutes. Drew Eubanks actually dropped down 22 spots in my rankings. That's mainly because I just bumped some of the other guys up over in Phoenix. Dennis Schroeder dropped down 12 spots. Played really well in the World Cup, beating Australia the other day. 
but it was more just me thinking, well, are they actually going to start him? And remember, all category league rankings are relative. So I might not, and I did, but I might not have actually changed Dennis Schroeder's rankings. But if everyone else behind him jumped ahead due to, uh, due to differences, then he drops down. That's how that all works. But he dropped down 12 spots, 14 in minus one. Also dropped a manual quickly down nine spots and 10 spots in minus one there as well. That was just, again, boosting a little bit to DiVincenzo, boosting a little bit to Grimes, boosting a little bit to Hart. And that took somewhat away from Emmanuel quickly and other guys behind him jumping ahead. Again, it's not necessarily just a thing about him. Let's look at Yahoo. Now, Yahoo's rankings haven't changed over the last seven days, but some of their ADPs have it, have changed. Sorry. So again, these are limited amounts. It's like half a round at most for a lot of these ADP changes, but it just shows the direction that some of these players are going. So the number one guy there, and I'm not just going to give you the pure numbers to show you that some random guy went from 150th to 141st, because that doesn't really influence fantasy too much. But Anthony Simon's jumping up four spots as a top 100 player. That is interesting. That is interesting. So some of these will be because they probably are ranked too low to begin with. But it also just shows that trend that when you see these things happening, that maybe when their next rank adjustment comes, that the rank gets moved based on how some of the ADPs are going and they make that change. That's possible. So Simons went up four spots. Jabari Smith went up three spots. And I think that's totally reasonable. I think Smith's going to be a relatively interesting player this season. Jakob Pertl went up two spots. He was too low beforehand. Bobby Portis went up two. That's one I probably don't agree with. I don't know how Portis is going to be as successful as he was in previous seasons. I don't really get that one. Interesting to see Jalen Brown jump up two spots. JB, you've done it again. I'm going to guess some of that is the Christos Porzingis injury. And people thinking, well, Porzingis won't play as much, so more usage to Jalen. That's whatever. And Kyle Kuzma up two spots. I get that one as well. Totally on board with Kuzma jumping up. There are going to be efficiency issues and he doesn't get defensive stats. But when you're chasing points, it is he's a guy that's going to get him. The guys that dropped on Yahoo, well, Precious Achua, for some reason, had an ADP last week of 73. So what a lot of this list tells me is that some for some reason, Yahoo opened up earlier in Canada and... Canadians were just losing their mind and drafting pressures at Chua too high. I don't know why he had an ADP of 73. It's dropped 53 spots now. That's still too high at 120, but he dropped. And then old mate, the prestige penis, grade A dick, he dropped 33 spots because his ADP was way too high. Neither of these players should be drafted in standard leagues and the ADP corrected very, very quickly. Good. Jeremy Sohan dropped 25 spots. Sohan now. I don't really know why. I think Sohan's a really interesting pick towards the end of the round. I don't know what would have transpired to make to make people think that Sohan was um, yeah, not, not good enough to be picked in that area. He had an ADP of 107. He's now at 132. Now, part of the reason why his ADP is dropping, I guess, is because his rank is 325, which is clearly an insane rank. It should never be there. But I don't get why... Yeah, why initially it was 107, now it's 132. I guess 132 is probably more in line with, with who he is as a player. But it was an interesting trajectory. Old mate, Bol Bol, dropped 17 points or 17 spots. Fair enough. He shouldn't have been ever that high anyway. He had an ADP of 114. It's now 131. It needs to be 231. He's not a draftable guy. Gabe Vincent dropped down 15 spots. Okay. 
Not really sure what would have transpired there to move him down, but it did. And then Anthony Black also dropped. Mr. Black. Now, Anthony Black was one of those is one of those guys that people need to go and search out because Yahoo still doesn't have any idea what they're doing in terms of rankings because Anthony Black's ranked 544th. <clears throat> Why are rookies down there? Well, they don't care. Simple as that. The system doesn't care about it. This is not, not a shot to my man Dan Titus because he does not have Anthony Black at 544. I know this because I have asked him these questions. So that's probably part of it. He had an ADP last week of 121, Anthony Black. And now it's 135 because I guess people are just doing drafts and they're just not scrolling down to the 500s because why would you? Now, I don't think that Anthony Black should be drafted anyway. But, you know, that ranking is, is clearly ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense. Let's look at what has changed over on ESPN in terms of their ADP updates. The guys, now there hasn't been as many changes in ESPN ADP. Now, I don't know how they always do it. Do they count every mock draft? Is it every real draft? How are they judging the ADP data? I'm not sure how either side is doing that, to be honest. But Yahoo's changes are larger. They're like three, four, five spots. And as you saw in some of those ones dropping 20 spots, ESPN's like two spots, one spot. It's not that big a difference. But it's just important to look at some trends. And I think it does tie into some hype. DeAndre Ayton has moved up four spots. Now, I, I honestly have no idea why that would be the case. Why is why is DeAndre Ayton moving up four spots in the rankings? That, is there anything that's happened to make that be the case? He had ADP of 78. He's moved to 74. I guess it's pushing him closer towards his rank, which is 64, which I think is maybe a little bit high, but he's moved up four. And then there's some of the hyped guys, or the guys that are getting a little bit, bit of publicity at the moment. Goose, Anthony Edwards has moved up one spot. Again, the ESPN ADP changes are pretty low. One spot for Anthony Edwards, one spot for Desmond Bain, one spot for Austin Reeves. That is the Lakers slash Lakers white guy slash World Cup bump for Reeves. Bain is just one that should start to rise based on um, the absence of John Morant. Zion Williamson has moved up one spot as well. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. And obviously, Zion's a tough one because, you know, his value is very different in points leagues versus category leagues, and it's all health-related. He could be the 12th best player very easily this season in, in points leagues. He could actually be a top 25 guy in category minus one value easily, but we just don't know that he's going to stay healthy. Yahoo's got him ranked in like the 70s, which is pretty crazy to me. ESPN's got him in the 40s, and his ADP is at 44. So he is going behind his rank, which is 41, but it's improving, and I can see it starting to push up higher. And then D'Angelo Russell has also jumped up one spot. He went from 88 to 87 in ADP, which is still 10 or 7 spots ahead of where his ESPN rank is. I think that 9 is probably about right for him. I worry that Reeves takes a little bit of his lunch in terms of usage, or there's a risk of Gabe Vincent even taking some of his minutes. So I'm not sure that I'd be trending D'Angelo Russell in that direction. And then lastly, we go to Fantrax, where there's... Oh, no, no, we don't. Sorry, we've got to do the, the guys that fell on ESPN. We'll go to Fantrax in a second. Um, interesting, just a, uh, a few of the guys that I don't necessarily think should be falling. Jesus, God, Sterling. Scoot Henderson dropped two spots on ESPN's ADP. Okay. Um, I guess it's uncertainty about a Damian Lillard trade and maybe just uncertainty about rookies in general, but he's now outside the top 90 in ADP. I think he's probably more of a 95 to 100 guy, but that's not a big difference. And then... Someone at ESPN or the drafters at ESPN just hate anybody by the name of Thompson. I think he's talking to you. Asar Thompson, uh, Thompson, Asar Thompson dropped by two spots. 
Clay Thompson. What am I saying these words wrong? Clay Thompson dropped by a spot and Amen Thompson dropped by a spot. I don't really know why. I, I The Clay one, okay, fair enough. You're a little bit worried about the playoffs. Amen and Asar, I guess some of the early drafters were more hyped on rookies here. As you can see, Scoot, Amen and Asar dropping down. And their minutes and roles are probably a little bit cloudy, especially Amen. So they drop down. I do not, for a single second, understand Cade Cunningham dropping. My name is Richie Cunningham. He dropped by a spot. Again, it's not a huge amount, but his ADP was at 69 on ESPN. He's ranked 37th on ESPN, which I think probably ends up being too low. But people have seen that rank at 37, and they're just saying no. And they're even saying no to a larger degree because he went from 69 to 70 in his ADP. Insanity. If you are getting Cade Cunningham at 70, you want to talk about league winners, that is it. I think there is an outside chance it's because someone is going to jump up at some point. There is an outside chance that Cade Cunningham is a first-round player this season. I think it's him, Edwards, or Devin Booker, who have got the chance to jump from outside the first round into the first round. It's not really a hard thing for them to do. 26, 6, and 7. 1.3 steals with okay percentages. That's how Cade gets there. Edwards basically goes from 76% from the line to 85 and takes three more free throws. He's there. Devin Booker gets seven and a half to eight assists and maintains usage. Gets there. That's how you do it. Wouldn't draft any of them in the first round at all. And there's all reasons to suggest they might not get there, including Cade. Is he going to shoot that well? I don't know. He's had some struggles over the first two years. Is Booker's usage going to stay high? That's a big question mark. Can Edwards actually show any improvement in percentages? Because he hasn't. And he actually dropped his free throws over the course of last season. And that first World Cup game, he was dreadful from the line. Those things might not happen, but they're the three guys that I target as being chances to jump into that first round. And the other one on this list is someone we talked about already. is Jabari Smith Jr. He dropped a spot on ESPN ADP. I think it should be going the other way. But um, his ADP was 128. It's now at like 129. That's It's still way too low, even though he's ranks 115. That's the thing that always is curious to me. Like Cade's rank at 37, and then drafters on ESPN saying... Nah, they're definitely not taking him at 37 and then just getting further and further away from it. That's not a case of him being hidden in the rankings. That's a case of people actively ignoring him and ignoring him more. Same with Jabari, who's at 115 on their ranks and they look at him at 115. So he's going to be sitting at the top of the queue and they're just ignoring him. And I think that's probably a mistake. Fan tracks, basically no changes through their ADPs. Like these are, I, I put them all as one spot, but most of the changes were like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 spots. They were tiny. But we'll just talk about where, where things are trending because I think it's just marginally important in this show. Ben Simmons has risen by a spot. DeAnthony Melton, Sadiq Bey, Zach Collins, Daniel Gafford, and Mark Williams. I don't really agree with Sadiq Bey necessarily. I don't think it's uh, dreadful, but I don't like, I'm not massively in on, on Sadiq. But his ADP um, was, where, where do I sit? Um, I can't even find where I am. Sadiq Bey's numbers wasn't, yeah, it wasn't crazy high, but. I don't. I think he should trend probably the other direction versus pushing forward. But but to be fair, Bay is like outside the top 140 for ADP, so I, I get that. And Simmons is like at 125, and he's or 126. He's moved to 125. D'Anthony Melton's moving marginally, but these are all guys outside the top 100. Zach Collins is being drafted at 121 on fan track, so that's he's moved up a spot. That needs to move up probably 40 spots. That is way off the pace. Dan Gafford's at 95, so he's moved up a spot. That's probably 30 spots off the pace as well. And Mark Williams now sits at number 93 on fan tracks for his um for his ADP. Oh, hi, Mark. Which probably needs to move up as well. So I think Simmons, Collins, Gafford, Williams, while they've moved up a spot, 
they probably could be going 30 spots higher than their current area. Bay, maybe another 10. And Melton, I think Melton at 122 is probably about right. I know people will be, well, what if Harden goes? I'm still not that interested in Melton going significantly higher than this spot. I think there's a lot of limitations, not to mention a player that might come back in place of Harden. In terms of the guys that dropped on Fantrax's ADP, remember these are relatively small changes in terms of ADP drops, but it's worth mentioning the direction. Jaden McDaniel's down a spot. I get it. I don't think he's got very high category league upside this season. Getting enough usage to matter is tough. He's not a big defensive stats guy despite being an elite defender. He's never going to get rebounds, and that's all going to impact what he does. Paulo Banquero down a spot is really, really curious to me. He had a fantastic first game in the World Cup. His ADP was at 61. It's down to 62. Um, So I guess maybe people look at that 61 as being too high to begin with. I I think it's probably a fair enough area because honestly, his counting stats are already there, right? He had four blocks in that first World Cup game playing center, which is really interesting if he plays center. But all he needs to do is just improve both of his percentages by four or five percentage points. Impossible? No. Likely for both of them? Probably not, but it happens a lot for second-year guys. And then he goes from you know 200th to 60th really easily. But interesting that the trajectory is down. Mitch Robinson down one. Zion Williamson down one, opposite of ESPN. I don't really agree with that. CJ McCollum down one. Yes, I get that. I think that he should start to plunge in... Uh, in rankings, I don't really see him as a high-value guy uh, for this season, but he is at 70 on fan tracks. I think that's probably a little high. And the last one is Emmanuel quickly dropping down a spot. And as you saw at the start of the show, um, I had already dropped him in my rankings as well. So he's now down to 111th. It's just more the direction of the trends of where those players sit. This is the first one of our Monday Movers shows. So again, we're really early in the process. We are basically two months away from the start of the season. And we'll start to see trends developing over the course of these coming weeks for our drafts. You'll see the mock drafts that I do, and you'll see how other people in other ranks and other ADPs are adjusting based on news that we get or ideas or whatever that's going on. So, short little show. Actually, not too short because I talk too much. But I think there's a little bit of information in this, and this will be a recurring weekly series. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.